Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Counterculture Ketchup, where we recap our weekly discussion. My name is Joel. To my left is literally our very, very, very metaphorical pastor, Jamie. (laughs) Literally. Literally. Our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture around us with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. Amen. Jamie, how's it going? Good, good, and uh, yeah. yeah okay, good. that's good. It's that's right. good. Uh, make sure you subscribe to yeah. Freedom Church NJ on YouTube, uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Take a look at all of our other episodes that we've done, and leave a comment on what you thought. And below this video as well, got a lot of really good comments um, from our latest uh, video on the Joel Osteen um, review that we did uh, from Jenny and Steve. So thank you guys yeah, so much. Thank you for your comments. Um, also, leave another topic that you'd like for us to uh, address. Yeah, that would be great, too. So, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Jane and, would uh, be, uh, and don't forget yeah. to, uh, uh, we have our sponsors mm-hmm. here. Go to bornagainbaking.com. Uh, Lucy Lynch has mm-hmm. uh, just a great um, array of mm-hmm. excellent baked goods that everyone needs and you should go buy. And uh, if you go and when uh, during checkout, if you put in code CC10, you get 10% off your whole order. So uh, she's still running that mm-hmm. because she is an integral part of this whole mm-hmm. uh, counterculture yeah. and part of counterculture ketchup. If yeah, you got to watch to last her. week's video or two weeks ago video, mm-hmm. um, she sat in and uh, it was great to have her. So. Yeah, yeah, blessed to have her and, on for uh, sure. And then also, again, we always want people to check out to um, friendsoftodayschoice.org and uh, go and support the work there. We just had an, the annual um, dinner banquet, and uh, it was excellent. We had a ton of people mm-hmm. that came out, and, and hopefully we'll, we'll hear numbers uh, that were raised from that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's good. It all goes to um, helping women who feel that they have no other option yeah. in some cases and in some cases are just looking to um, to for help. get an abortion or to help. Yeah, yeah, need need some help because they have uh, a young child that you know mm-hmm. they just are not sure how to how to uh, how they're going to provide for them. So the ladies there really help with all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> so it's a great great ministry. So we'd encourage you to go and, and check it out and support them if you can. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Good stuff. So yeah, what was stuff. our uh, our topic tonight, Jane? Yeah, well, like last uh, two weeks ago, we did the Joel Steen. Joel, Joel Steen. Joel Osteen. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then we're, we're figuring we're going to keep that kind of idea going mm-hmm. and, and really kind of in that genre. watch yeah watch some, uh, some sermons from some other people who, who fit in that kind of, like you said, that genre of, mm-hmm. of, uh, of teaching, I guess. Yeah. And kind of <clears throat> mega church, you know, everybody knows them sure. or have been influenced by them or knows somebody who has been influenced by them. Yeah. Least, yeah. You know. Big name people. Yeah. And, and so, you know, we, we thought of Joyce Meyer being, you know, that, that she kind of is lumped in with Joel Osteen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I know when I had, you know, I, I've never read any of her stuff yeah, or either. watched any of her videos or anything. So I really didn't have an opinion. So, uh, I mean, I had an opinion, but it wasn't well-formed. Right, right. You know, But my opinion was, well, she's going to be like Joel Osteen, only, you know, Joel Osteen light mm-hmm. or something, you know, and so... Joel Osteen for women. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> and uh, and I was actually really surprised yeah. when I watched the videos. Um, she is nothing no. like Joel Osteen. Yeah. She's um, a woman, first off. Yeah, well, so that that's, helps. That's one thing. That helps. <clears throat> That helps. <laughs> that helps. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, but in her teaching. Yeah. I was listening to her, one of her podcasts uh, <clears throat> yesterday uh, in preparing for this. And like from the first five minutes in, I was blown away, honestly, by how good it was. Like, I. I couldn't believe it because I, I, I had thought that she would have been like a Joel Osteen kind of 
kind of self-help, um, you know, think positive thoughts, be, um, you know, God approves of you, of you, so you have to approve of yourself, you know, right. kind of, like kind of, you know, encouraging, you know, um, and, and don't say anything like negative kind of thing. But as I was listening to it, I was like, this is a pretty solid sermon from, uh, she was going through Colossians in the one I was watching, um, listening to. It was, I think it was better than the one that we saw. Yeah. Um, this one was more topical. It, it wasn't directly from a portion of scripture, but, um, in the one I was listening to yesterday, there was scripture all over it and like really practical, like application, but also correctly using scripture. So, and giving scripture references, which we didn't have a lot of from, uh, from yeah. Joel Osteen. Um, so like one of the first things I noticed tonight is she's like, Proverbs eighteen twenty one says, and I was like, yeah, we get a reference. <laughs> right. I can actually go and look up where that passage yeah, is yeah. instead of the, uh, well, the Bible says yeah. that you're going to flourish faithfully. You know, yeah. it's like that really helps me a lot, Joel. Yeah. Thank you. Well, it seems to help so, from, I, from some people, ago, you know. I guess. I mean, you yeah. know. And not but, uh, to rail on, yeah. on Osteen, but it's just, it's uh, just people not in different places. Good, I mean, it's just not good Bible yeah. teaching. Yeah, you, you, it's, you know. it's good self-help yeah. with, uh, with truths that are found in the Bible. You know, some, some, somewhere. Somewhere in the Bible. But, there's, but if you're really looking to grow biblically, mm-hmm. you, would, you will not grow there. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. But with Joyce Meyer, you could. Mm-hmm. You, know, you can actually grow. There's actually meat there mm-hmm. for people to I'm to, kind uh, of like shocked. On to say that yeah. but um I, I do want to say like i'm so glad that we are going through these for what they truly are and not going off of what we hear other people say sure. about them because so many people will either they'll write off someone like a joyce meyer as being um prosperity gospel word of faith or you know heretical <laughs> you know so stay away and without even looking into it and, and kind of looking for reasons, you know, to sure. be like, well, look, she said this, you know, in 1985, <clears throat> she said this one thing, you know, right. it's like, okay, if you're going to be that critical, you, you can find that about anything. Of, yeah. Of ministry. You know. Yeah. Um, but when you actually listen to like her message and what, and the way that she handles scripture, um, is she doing it correctly or not? That's, that should be our main goal. Um, and there is an elephant in the room, which we'll we'll get to, <laughs> sure. we'll get to later. But um, but as far as her handling of the word of God, at least from what I've found, um, I'd say generally she does a good job at it, and I yeah. was impressed. I yeah. have to say, yeah, my expectations were very low. So. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> but it's so funny because I was I was listening to it um, when yesterday, day before, and uh, <clears throat> and I, I came into it with the same kind of expectations. And I'm listening. I'm going, wow, this is pretty good. I wonder what Joel's thinking. Right <laughs> it's so funny. The, the first thing we see each other tonight, and, and, and Jamie's like, so Joel, what, what do you think of, of George Meyer? I'm like, it was good. And Jamie's like, I know. <laughs> it was actually oh, it was good. Good. Um, good presentation and everything. You know, Well yeah. done. I mean, she's been doing it for a long yeah. time. Yeah. And, and she has an amazing amount of people who follow her. Yeah. Um, so, and, and there is some of that. Um, you know that that self-help kind of idea yeah. in it but that doesn't it's not that it's perfect it's you know but yeah but that's that in itself isn't necessarily bad mm-hmm. you know like the the video we were watching tonight had to do with um really reaping and sowing yeah you know it was talking mm-hmm. about our thoughts and how negative thoughts actions, can yeah. really really cause problems you know if we're negative well you know we're we're gonna have we're gonna we're gonna see more negative things mm-hmm. in our lives, and that's that's a reality. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it really is the case. You know, so um, <clears throat> so that isn't bad. What I what I found interesting too was that she didn't shy away from uh, the reality that it doesn't matter how good of a Christian you are, mm-hmm. you know, how much faith you have you're going to get sick, mm-hmm. you know, things like yeah. that. So that kind of spoke against the idea of yeah. this, like having a realistic, you know, yeah, mindset. it was, it yeah. seemed to be very realistic, the reality of suffering, mm-hmm. you know, those kind of things. Um, she talked about the Holy spirit and, and I thought it was, it was, it was sound, 
you know, mm-hmm. and, and she was talking about being a comforter and mm-hmm. encourager. Yeah. Um, the one thing that is a little weird for me are the Bible uh, that the Bible that she likes to reference mm-hmm. is the Amplified Bible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's just not a, a Bible that I get into very often. Yeah. I like to use it for study here and there, and that helps. Yeah. But uh, but it's not one that I read, you mm-hmm. know. So I'm like looking at Matthew seven one, and I'm going, mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, does it say that? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I'm like, oh, gotcha. It's amplified. All yeah. right, I get it. You know. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't. It do, I don't know if it takes anything away from it necessarily. Yeah. But uh, but it 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 may give more license. Yeah. To make it fit your. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's kind more, of there's more to work with because there's <clears throat> yeah. more words. Yeah. So then you can take things as if scripture is saying it when really it's giving like three or four definitions of each word. Yeah. And in that context, it might not be meaning all of those definitions of at once. Yeah. You know, yeah. when Jesus says, judge not that you that you don't be judged. And it says, don't judge. What is that? Condemn. And, and they use like three yeah. or four yeah, different different words. adjectives yeah. of that. And. It, it, Jesus might not have meant all of those things at once as he was saying that. Um, right. So to say, so scripture says don't condemn, you know, kind of a thing. You can get that from other places in scripture, but um, that doesn't mean that Jesus actually meant that in that passage. But Yeah. Well, the one thing, yeah. another thing that, that I, we didn't go over in the, in the counterculture tonight. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of wanted to, but we ended up going into different uh, places. It was great because we had a couple newer folks here, you know, not new to yeah. church, but new to yeah, counterculture. So great. that was really awesome. Yeah. Um, excellent couple, uh, Bill mm-hmm. and Lori Johnson. Hi. Hello. Um, hello. <clears throat> hello. <laughs> and uh, um, shout out to them. You know, Bill's, yeah. Bill's I think, watched all the podcasts yeah. he said. So that's yeah, awesome. Awesome, man. We're super grateful. <laughs> one of one of the uh, one of the only ones <laughs> sticking with, sticking <laughs> right. with it, right? The faithful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Faithful but uh, this didn't come come up, but I, I kind of wanted to bring it up because with the the preconceived idea of who Joyce Meyer is and her kind of this idea of her being a, a self help and uh, maybe a prosperity yeah. kind of preacher. You know, there were a couple things in there that I could see people who have a bent towards having that opinion mm-hmm. could have taken out and say, see, mm-hmm. there's, oh, that's what she's doing. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't read it that mm-hmm. way. You could, though, mm-hmm. you know, and one of them was she, you know, she's like, um, she was talking about, uh, I forget what the actual particulars were of it but she was like listen you know i've written a ton of books about this stuff i've written a bunch of things you know you can go and find them Mm -hmm. and i would encourage you to get them Mm -hmm. you know and all that stuff and so as you're hearing that if you have that then yeah Yeah. right it's like well of course that's what she's here for she's just going to sell her stuff and so i wanted to ask the question to the to the you know to the group oh tonight yeah to the group whether you think that First of all, that was what she mm-hmm. was trying to do. Mm-hmm. And second of all, well, is that wrong to do that? Mm-hmm. You know, as I mean, if you if you know, if you have a, a conviction that what you've written mm-hmm. can help people, is it wrong to, mm-hmm. you know, to try and push that? Mm-hmm. You, know? Well, you know, I don't know. Let me put it to you this way. <clears throat> put it to me. Let me answer that question by asking you this. Um, If somebody that you really trust and listen to a lot did the same thing, would you think the same thing? I would not think the same thing. And that was, that came up into my, into my brain when I was sitting there. Yeah. It actually popped into my brain. Cool. Great minds. And uh, I was like, if I, if this was somebody I trusted, I, I would not go there. No. You know, I would be like, exactly. "Yeah, Yeah. You know, this is good. Yeah. Yeah. Because, That's exactly it. because if their motive is in the right spot, <clears throat> all they're trying to do is say, I don't have time to explain everything right now. Sure. But if you want more information on that, you can go get one of my books. Sure. You know? Well, and so. then she also was talking with the reaping and sowing. Mm-hmm. I know I'm talking too much. No, you're good. Um, <coughs> was that she was talking about giving, you know? Mm-hmm. And, she, right, and right. she stayed on giving for a little yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, uh, again, the same yeah. kind of thing. You know, is giving generously a good thing? Absolutely. Right, right. You know, is it, do you reap what you sow in giving? Mm. Sure. You know? Yeah. 
Give and it'll be given to you. Yeah. You know, shaken yeah. down or, or uh, um, what? <laughs> shaken. <laughs> what is it? Uh, Shake, shaken together. Shaken down. Oh, over. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's Steve, it'll be given you. What's, Steve, <laughs> what's Steve always oh, say? Yeah. Jesus says what? <laughs> <laughs> My favorite Jesus quote. Uh, uh, Let's take them for all they have. There you go. Take them for all they've got. <laughs> Shout out to Pastor Steve. Um, but, uh, I love the way Pastor handles talking about giving because he's always like, look, you guys know I'm not in it for the money, sure. but you, we do have a responsibility to support the ministry. Right. That's how the people who, whose job it is to preach the gospel, that's how they get paid is sure. from us. <clears throat> so sure. there's no problem with that, but you should do it in a way that's, you know, not making it the sole like impact. And I, and I think... In Joyce's message, I don't think that if you listen to a lot of her messages, I don't think that would be like a main focus of it. Right. I think it just happened to be in this one. <clears throat> yeah, you know, because it was it was part it of was the, a reaping and so yeah, and so there's I, I don't I didn't have any problem. That's with that. that was going to be my question. Do you think that this was I actually wrote down <clears throat> was a call for giving just part of the overall message yeah. or a sneaky way of asking no. for money? No. So. No, I, I don't think she's hurting for money anyway. No. So I mean, no. I, I get that. Uh, some, some I, I know some people that would be driven right by the money, yeah. You know, and I know um, that in the prosperity gospel, which the prosperity gospel, we, we don't really define these terms that that often. Right, sure. But um, what it would be is that God wants you to be healthy, wealthy, and I don't want to say wise because He does want that, but um, healthy, wealthy, and um, like prosperous right. in in every way. And there's there's aspects of that that are true. And especially when we follow the take a drink biblical principles that um, it will be good for you, you know, drinking, um, honor your father and mother because mm-hmm. it's going to go well for you then, you know, so good principles that lead to good things. But we know that it's not always God's will that we materially prosper. And we see that in Job. We see that in the apostles. You can see that everywhere uh, in scripture. Jesus, um, Paul with his thorn in the flesh being thrown in prison. You know, the point is that we are thankful and content in everything, realizing that sometimes it's God's will for us to suffer. And if we suffer for doing good, that's more of a blessing than, than any material blessing can ever offer. You know, um, And I don't think that Joyce Meyer was advocating for the prosperity gospel. She actually made a point of saying, I'm not saying that Christians won't ever get sick. Right. I'm not saying that um, they're always going to be you know, wealthy or whatever, because that's really not the point of Christianity. And I think she gets that pretty well from what, from what I could tell. I will say, um, this message was not my favorite. Good. Yeah. I, I don't, it's not my style because sure. it's not expositional. It's not straight from scripture, which is the way that I, um, think that sermons should be done because what's the point if we're not going to the word first and foremost, not just getting stories and then of our lives which I think Joyce was doing a lot in this this episode that we watched. We'll link them down below um, if you want to watch it for yourself. Um, but it was definitely more um, conversational and then using portions of Scripture from the whole Bible. Topical is what it's called, topical <clears throat> preaching, where the topic is how thoughts impact your life or sure. um, something like that. Um, and it's just not the way that I grow. It doesn't really do anything for me. Um, but I realize that other people, you know, grow differently. And, you know, our pastor loves preaching topically and does it in, I think, a very good way. Um, and even our literal pastor here um, <laughs> does that too. Uh, so it's not a problem to preach it that way, but I think it's much harder to be sound biblically when, and it's much easier to take scripture out of context mm-hmm. when you're not forced to stay within a confined passage sure it's so easy to just take things here and there and it's much harder to be <clears throat> faithful to the text because sure. you're pulling from from so many different things you can kind of you can get off the rails and make it say something that it's not actually saying sure so and i should yeah. explain so try and got, try and allow the the scripture even with a topic allow the scripture to speak for it not not your not not right. your opinion right, right but you know and so finding scripture Okay, like we did the Holy Spirit, 
you know, um, yeah. I, I preached on the Holy Spirit. And it was, and my goal was, what does the scripture say about the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not about giving my opinion mm-hmm. about it. Right. But this is, this verse says this, this yeah. verse says this, this verse says this, and that's, this is what the scripture says. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's how it is. And, yeah. and I think of that, that, um, that helps me, you know, to, mm-hmm. to try and stay on track with it. Right. Um, for sure. And I, and I'm, you know, <clears throat> I'm in a little bit different set up preaching once a month it's definitely harder to stay on mm-hmm. <laughs> stay yeah stay like on a verse we? by verse kind of yeah. thing um because it's yeah people i mean I, you could i could mm-hmm. um until yeah, i get just, to the hard passages and yeah then forget it i just yeah the off. end of first john you're like i think we're good here <laughs> nobody's gonna notice if we just <laughs> nobody nobody remembers anyway <laughs> i'm not saying anybody should pray for that if somebody's in, <laughs> right. in that sin all right yeah. Yeah, That's any great. comments Thanks. or thoughts on that passage? <laughs> He's looking that would be for a way to, to preach that here. well. Yeah. First John five something. Yeah. the sin, oh, the sin goodness. that leads to death. Yes, <laughs> I'm not saying anybody should pray for that. No, man. no, oh. no, don't okay. pray. No. I wasn't like, thinking oh. of doing that. <laughs> oh my, um, I don't know. Pray, pray without ceasing. Pray for all, all things. I'm not sure how this works. <laughs> <laughs> not that, <laughs> but not that. Uh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, that's um, so, such an interesting One thing message. I noticed that I, I really, I, I can relate with Joyce more than Joel Osteen. Oh, yeah. Is she actually, she had a problem with her voice all the way through. She had, she had to like clear her throat a lot. Mm-hmm. And she's so like just real and honest about that. She's like, sorry. I'm like, you know, and then she's like, <clears throat> I had to, you know, and I'm thinking, imagine if Joel Osteen did that. Like he never does that has any sort of like a any sort of physical and i think it would throw off his persona and like yeah. his shtick you know um so i don't know i just thought that was an interesting it's an interesting point because the whole time and and <clears throat> i was just like oh like she'd be like cool to like hang out with you know sure because she's she's just like a real person i'm sure that's why the place is packed and I'm sure that's one of the reasons why, you know, yeah. is that so many, especially women, uh, relate to her. You know, that's the thing I put in all caps in, in my notes. Look at all the women. There was so many women are you there. looking at all the women? <laughs> look, at all, look at all those women. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there's like two guys and then there's just all women there. And obviously there's she's a woman. So that's going to invite more of that. Um I don't know if the teaching necessarily would be like, oh, it's more appealing to women, more or less. But we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, it wasn't later necessarily on. like <clears throat> you would you would tend to expect a and this isn't a, a, a derogatory. We got to walk on eggshells this whole episode towards women, but it's. It there, you know, there is obviously realities mm-hmm. to to the way men and women are different. You know, we are different. And uh, newsflash for you, <clears throat> yeah. And but you would women tend to be m- like less task oriented and more emotional mm-hmm. about things. You know, I'm more people people. Mm-hmm. You know, and. Uh, they actually you know, care you about people. That. Yeah, yeah, you see that in, you know, in even the jobs that they take a lot more. Go into, like, nursing mm-hmm. and, and those kind of things. People-focused. And uh, <clears throat> and even, like, her message isn't that. You know, it was pretty straightforward. And, mm-hmm. um, and she... It's kind of her personality, too. And her personality is super type A mm-hmm. <clears throat> and doesn't pull any punches. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I think that's good. Mm-hmm. And people like that, I think, because it, it's... She comes across as sincere mm-hmm. also. And pretty, like, strong. Yeah. You know, like, strong-willed. And um, I'm sure that appeals to a lot of women, too. You know, yeah. to not be, I don't know, like, more sitting back and, you know, but actually be like, I have a, yeah. you know, I can accomplish something in the world. <clears throat> but there, are, there are certain things that women are not called to be. Sure. We'll get into <laughs> that. We'll get into that. Um, <laughs> the, the one thing that did stand out to me, which... Um, I didn't bring up also mm-hmm. in the class, but, but I think is, is in, in it, it's an interesting thing that she said, and I'm ca- kind of curious what you think about it, Joel. Um, when she was saying, I used to wake up, 
and I was negative every day. Mm -hmm. And she said, I'm not like that anymore. Now I wake up and I'm expecting good things mm -hmm. and I'm expecting good news. Mm -hmm. And what do you think about that? Yeah, it's the, it's the kind of um, teaching that doesn't resonate with me. I haven't thought that much about why. Maybe it's like a Joel Osteen kind of like not living in the real world kind of a thing. Um, it might be a problem for me also. Like maybe we should have more of that. Sure. You know, maybe we should be less negative, less <laughs> stressful. You know, sometimes we can think of being practical as being like, no, we can't be too happy about stuff. But I think as long as it's in the right focus and in the right place in Christ, that, you know, Scripture says, in Christ we have all things. We're seated in heavenly places. Um, <clears throat> nothing can separate us from his love. Like all of these things that we have in Christ fully. We're partakers in the divine nature. It's like, why am I stressed? Why am I feeling um, bad? As long as it's focused on Christ and not, oh, I think my friend who's blind, I think I can just see them getting healed today, you know, like material things is what mm -hmm. I'm saying. So I, that's what, where I would be like, I don't know if that's where our focus should be. Our focus should be on Christ. And then if Christ wants to do, sure, you know, to impact us in a material, physical way, like that's no, there's no problem with that. But I don't think that's where our focus is. So I think when you just leave it at, because I wrote the same thing down, um, when you just leave it at, I'm expecting good news today. I don't think there's enough, it's not, it's enough not defined enough yeah. Yeah, to know what, what do you mean good news? Just in general, because I don't think that that is a promise from God. That, right. is, that we're going to get, you know, my car is going to magically not have the a check engine light anymore, you know, or whatever. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to think of, you know, specific examples, but stuff like that. I, I don't know if God is... Um, has promised that those things are going to go away. In fact, I know that he promises that there's going to be tribulation in this world. Um, but for the, the things that he has promised, that he's never going to leave us or forsake us, all things work together for good, mm -hmm. those precious promises that we hold on to, for that, give me that good news all day, every day. Yeah, well, I, Let that I, drive <clears throat> my day. I think it's, know? and this is kind of, um, I don't think this is what she meant, but <clears throat> if we look at the, this statement from from a biblical perspective, I think that you know um, if we if we take to heart and believe the scripture that says all things work to good for, uh, for good for um, to those who are called according to his, those his who love purposes, God and who, are called, yeah, yeah. Who, are, who love God and are called, then then it's all good news, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like, and, and it sounds a little weird mm -hmm. and, you know, and I, and again, I, I'm, I've said this in the past, but you know, yeah, I haven't really, um, been through a terrible tragic, mm -hmm. you know, situation. So I can't, I can't, I don't know what it would be like to try and see things from that perspective of like, yeah, this works for good, mm -hmm. <clears throat> but, but that's what the scripture says. Mm -hmm. So if that's what the scripture says, you know, and, and give thanks in all things, mm -hmm. give thanks for all things, it says both. And then mm -hmm. it's like, well, okay, so be content in every situation. Mm -hmm. You know, so if we have those, that perspective, then we can, you know, be, we're able then to wake up in the morning and go, hey, I'm expecting, mm -hmm. I'm expecting good things mm -hmm. today, you, you know. And I don't know if that's what she was saying. Yeah, I think I don't she, think so. But I would but, just uh, have I would have liked for her to define yeah good, because if good just sure. means physical material blessings, then no, I can't go along with that. Right. Because I I don't believe that that is what God promises for us all the time. And I don't I don't from her teaching I don't think that's what she I don't was talking I don't about. think so either. Um, if Joel said it, I would. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Osteen, not Osteen. <laughs> Joelstein, not just Joel. But I just think of. Um, count it all joy when you're, mm -hmm. you know, and endure suffering. How can we do that while um, having this? I'm, I'm going to believe for good news. Yeah. <clears throat> you're, you're enduring suffering, but are you, you're enduring suffering because you know that there's something greater 
for you. The, the, the sufferings and the trials that we go to are not worthy to be compared with the glory which will be revealed yeah, in us. Yeah. And so we can go through those trials and tribulations and stuff with joy and with good news. But I don't think that the hope that we should have is I'm going to get out of this trial in my physical body. I think it's there's going to be glory revealed in us at mm-hmm. the end. So, you know, in, in heaven, and also that all of these sufferings are, it's purpose, there's a purpose in it. It's not like, I can't wait to get out of this suffering because there's no reason for it. Like, the point is that the the discipline of the Lord should be treated, oh, what does it say? What does it say in Hebrews? The Lord loves those, he chastens oh, those yeah, he whom, chastens he loves. whom he loves. He loves them, yeah. As a father disciplines his Right, child. right. And so you should treat the chastisement that you're going through as working together for, for a purpose, to sanctify yep. you, to make for you greater. Good. Yeah, exactly. And I think if she just said that, I would be like, yeah, let's go, because I'm, I'm totally on board with that is good news. But I don't think just getting out of the suffering, I don't think that's good news. And I think that's where she can get, if she doesn't, define those things it, she can get looped in with Osteen sure. I think I think they, they did I would say they did have that in common mm-hmm. that I would probably not um, not wholeheartedly agree with at least so. gotcha well, well, that's good um, good so let's see what else so this was another question that I yeah that I that I had but I I, I might actually I might have asked this uh, you know what it is? I didn't ask the question, but I just kind of alluded to the the heart of what I was trying to get at with the question. And, mm-hmm. and this will lead right into where we kind of want to go with... Can you hold off for one second? The on that? elephant in the room. I know. Before we get to that? Yeah, let's okay. do it. I just wanted to, thing, yeah. to mention, because I was blown away when I heard all of the the um, degrees yeah. and her like qualifications for being a teacher, <laughs> I guess. I don't want to call her a pastor. But I guess she is a pastor te- technically. Well, so before we do that, yeah. before we go to the elephant in the room, um, here's what, here is what she has studied. She holds a PhD in theology from Life Christian University in Tampa, Florida an honorary doctorate in divinity from Oral Roberts University in Oklahoma, and an honorary doctorate in sacred theology from Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona. I couldn't believe that. I'm like, she's not like some schlup. Is that all? <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, just like off the street, schlub. you know. I think it's schlub. schlub. She's not a schlub. <laughs> Joyce, you're not a schlub. Don't worry. Joel says you're not a schlub. <laughs> um, this Joel. This Joel, yeah. The other one, I don't. You know, Schlub Joyce. <laughs> <laughs> don't think of yourself as a Schlub. He's blinking all the time. <laughs> yeah, right. um, you know, but she's done hard work. Yeah. And I think it, that does come through in her teaching that she definitely has like a foundation in the Bible, which is pretty cool. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very good. Okay. With so, that. With that. With that. Yeah. With that. So this was. This was what I had written down, um, and we talked about it a little bit. So what does, and maybe I'll have to reword this, I'm not sure, but what does having a strong woman pastor or teacher do in regards to wives learning from their husbands? And we talked a little bit about that, Mm -hmm. in that my opinion is according to scripture actually mm-hmm. is that wives should be learning from their husbands mm-hmm. and it's not to say they can't learn from from another woman mm-hmm. i mean the scripture says it's clear, to, it's to, clear on that, for yeah. women to teach the younger women yeah. that's good um, but being in this position of an authority in the church and that's really where this whole thing unfortunately breaks down for me mm-hmm. is that the the thing that's out of order is not the teaching necessarily mm-hmm. <clears throat> or the majority of the teaching but it is the it's the the position that she has 
-hmm. and um, and it doesn't seem to line up with the scripture. And so we we had gone through that. We talked about uh, a bit about that in in at counterculture mm -hmm. tonight, and uh, and so my you know I, I guess we you know my opinion on this mm -hmm. this is that I I just feel that if and and again this is this is a very broad statement and it may not be it may not be accurate but but I I would I would probably bet I would bet money if I you know did those <laughs> things that uh, a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the uh, ladies who are in the audience don't have a strong mm -hmm. husband at home strong in the Lord yeah to walk them through the scripture now they may yeah. you know but but I would I would bet that they don't um a lot of them don't and so they hear these this message and it's good but they're willing to put off the scripture where it, you know in one place mm -hmm. so they can hear scripture you know from her and now um we should make like 10 disclaimers before we yeah it's a it's this. a tough subject because yeah. we're we're not in any way wanting to to bring down mm -hmm. the status of of women mm -hmm. at all in, in the, scripture in the church. scripture does not do that and scripture doesn't least. do it yeah and so you know we want to honor women mm -hmm. it's it has everything to do with position with you the, know the with, god given with roles, roles. Yeah. yeah with roles it's not value no, um it's not status yeah but it is just the roles that we all have mm -hmm. and and because there's no <clears throat> paul says there's no slave nor free anymore yeah. there's no that's a great men verse. or women yep. there's no scythian or barbarian in christ you're all one you're all yep. on equal footing at the cross the same paul who says i do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man is saying in christ you're all equal right. so He's not saying that, you know, see, because men are just smarter or whatever. That's not the point. The point is that there is still um, hierarchy in the sense of the roles. Christ is the head of the husband. Husband's the head of the wife. And the, Christ is the head of the church. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So um, there's still roles there. But that same Paul doesn't, is not saying that they're not equal authority, men and women. They are an, completely equal in Christ right. still, but with different roles. Oh, different roles, exactly. So I just want to get that out of the way because it's not, that is not our intent and that is not Paul's intent in Scripture or um, Peter or who else, whoever else is writing in Scripture about this topic, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's go to the Scripture that speaks on this. And uh, we had printed out for the class, we <coughs> yeah. printed out from gotquestions.org, got, got answers, but gotquestions.org. Got questions. And, uh, and the, the question is, what does the Bible say about women mm -hmm. pastors? And, uh, and I thought it was pretty well, pretty well-rounded so and, yeah. and pretty... Uh, They're pretty solid over there. Um, yeah, for they don't most, pull any most everything. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, <clears throat> But I, I thought it, we'll it, link, it did we'll a link good. It. We'll yeah, link it down below so you can read as it well. It did a good job of breaking things down. But uh, but I want to read the passages that really mm -hmm. talk about yeah. this. Um, I, actually, I I think I'll just go to where was it? First uh, Timothy or yeah, it was First Timothy two. Um, just trying to find the. Um, I I'm seeing that. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah, First Timothy two. Um, uh, 11, uh, let's see, let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet for Adam was formed first, then Eve and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor, 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 transgressor. <laughs> <laughs> oh no 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 <laughs> um and so so that's the passage that uh really touches on this mm -hmm. you know and uh gives the reasons there's and everything, definitely others too you know? it's not like this yeah. is you know it's not like this is just the one place that can't get around it you know right it's right 
really everywhere that is talking about setting up the New Testament church. It's like, well, your leaders are, your elders sure. are men. Sure. When it talks about the, the leadership. Yeah, exactly. And again, it's not that women don't have a role or anything. It says, I want the older women, teach the younger women, and the children. That's a big job. Yeah. That is not nothing that is of equal importance as the, um, it's just as important as the man in the pulpit teaching the word of God to the men that the women get to do for the women and the children. You know, it's not like, oh, you only get the, like our children are the next generation. You have to be giving them a foundation, you know? So important. So, and, and it has everything to do with uh, what it says in Ephesians about the, the structure also in that wives submit to your husbands, you know, uh, as, as, uh, um, I'll have to read it. Christ to submits it. to God. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so. Uh, let, me, let me read it. So Ephesians, it's Ephesians 5, 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and is himself its savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit in everything to their husbands. And, you know, we'll stop there. For this purpose, I mean, I always like to read the next verses, too, mm-hmm. because it's super important mm-hmm. to understand the, the role the of the context, husband. Yeah. But in this case, uh, I just want to touch on that the wives, like that, that order is established from Adam, yes. you know, from Adam and Eve. Like, that's the same order. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, uh, Adam was created first. Mm-hmm. He's the one who had the fellowship with God. Mm-hmm. He's the one who, and then Eve was made a helper right. for Adam. Yeah. And, and, and I, I would assume because it's the same structure, it's God's word that, you know, just like Paul is saying uh, in Ephesians here, that the husband is the source. He's the head. He's the headwaters. Mm-hmm. He's the source. He's the one who should be presenting himself to the to God, mm-hmm. and being that leader, mm-hmm. that spiritual leader, bringing his family along with him. And uh, not to say that wives can't go to, to God or anything like that, mm-hmm. but structurally in the family, mm-hmm. the husband should be the the one who who really is the is the one who's spending time with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do I say that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> the wives should be spending time with the Lord also, yeah. but because of the structure, yeah. it, you know, it works through the wife submits to the husband the, and the husband submits to Christ. Yeah. The husband loves the wife, you know, and, yeah. uh, as right. Christ loves the, right. love the church. Right. So, yeah. you know, so it's a, it's, that's just how yeah. it's set up. And, and it's all about like, you know, obviously we are <laughs> like conservative politically and there is that, that comes kind of in the same thing because with the whole like liberal feminist uh, movement and stuff, you know, you can't tell us what to do or whatever, you know, kind of a thing. And it's like, that's not what it's about. Like, we're not trying to say that, you know, there's no woman that can be stronger than a guy. Like, I don't want to go up against a female MMA fighter. I'm going to die. But at the same time, there are obvious physical differences physically and, you know, skeletally that um, are there by God for a purpose and a reason. Only women can bear children. And no matter what they try to do and say, that cannot be changed because that's from God. Like, naturally, this is how life works. It's not a problem. doesn't mean that women are somehow less than men because women can bear children. This is an amazing miracle that happens. Oh, gee, yeah. Um, and so if that is true physically then in the way that God made us, it would make sense that in the church as well and in the family that there would be a difference in roles as well. Um, and the same thing like in the army where we have, yes, women can, can fight in the army and that's fine. But I would suggest instead of looking at it like um, only men should be serving in the army because women aren't as strong as men, it shouldn't be as much that. It should be because women are so valuable. Yeah, the absolutely. men should be protecting yeah. the women. That's and because be. they are naturally, like I was saying, like they are um, scientifically stronger on a more um, uh, objective you know, level. Obviously, there are stronger women than some men, like I was saying. But, but we should be protecting. The men should be protecting the women. It's not to, to be like as if they're, the women are less, you know. Sure. You know, so just having that kind of a perspective on it, I think, will help 
you know, maybe guide this whole discussion. Well, that goes into what we were talking about a little bit at Teen Church uh, this past week. Mm-hmm. And I was asking the, the teens <clears throat> a question as to, because I want to get into the whys of the whats. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think there's a lot of whats that we know, mm-hmm. but we don't understand the why. And I think that it's good for us to really be able to think through, yeah. well, why, why is it like right, that? Right. Why are things set up the way they are? Because uh, God says it. Yeah. <laughs> and that actually is the first and thing that came true, up. But there is a um, reason for that. And so uh, I asked the question, well, why are men different than women? Mm-hmm. How are they different? Mm-hmm. And why are they different? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I got all of those answers, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's because God made them different. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. But, that's, another but that's not the why. <laughs> Yeah. You know, so explain to me and we we worked through it mm-hmm. and got to it. And it's well, men are men tend to be in general. It's mm-hmm. all generalized. Right. right. It tend to be stronger. Ha- they they have they they tend to be more aggressive. Yeah. Um, they have testosterone for a reason mm-hmm. and and, uh, you know, bigger and m- more willing to take chances and do mm-hmm. all those things to protect their family mm-hmm. and their and their community that's what like there's there's a good reason mm-hmm. there's a good reason why men and women are different mm-hmm. you know yeah women have the role of, of yeah. childbearing yeah. like you said and we should be, be protecting that with everything mm-hmm. we have i mean right now it's crazy the the uh mm-hmm. the birth rate in mm-hmm. in so many countries is so far down that it's it's completely unsustainable mm-hmm. You know, and, and mostly uh, due to, you know, like sexually driven yeah. men who do not um, have their roles in, in the right spot because sure. they should be the leader of the family. Yeah. And instead, all they're worried about is fulfilling their own sexual desires. <clears throat> yeah, you know? that's definitely a, definitely a part of it. But it, it but it's the it's the lack. It is the lack of understanding that men and this is this is a statement for young men especially and I, and if you if there are young men who watch it like hear this mm-hmm. your job even as an unmarried man mm-hmm. should be to protect the honor of the girls around you mm-hmm. protect that honor mm-hmm. you know be the man that you're supposed to be you know um honor god protect you know like that those are that's what you're like that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's what young men should be doing. You know, think of that. And respect you that. Know, think about their honor. Mm-hmm. You know, is this going to make this person look bad? You know, mm-hmm. how, can I, how can I keep there so that, that they l- will always remain above reproach? You know, mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's an important thing because that then if you have that idea or that mindset, that eliminates that selfish drive, you know, to yeah. have, I want my way. Right. Yeah. And because it's like, well, my way takes a back seat to, right. It's love. how do I protect them? It's loving them. Yeah. 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 Loving it's them so in important. a true way, you know, <clears throat> not in a, uh, a lustful yeah. way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that's the problem with, you know, men today, young men, especially is they're being so driven by lust that they don't respect women and they just do treat them, um, Terribly yeah, with their eyes more than anything else. You know? The culture hasn't helped that at all. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, the, the Internet. And well, yeah. And also because we don't understand the roles that men and women have, yeah. you know, we're trying to make them in the culture. And I think that's <clears throat> I think that is something that's very dangerous about having somebody like Joyce Meyer in a leadership position is it lessens what the the, the roles that God has made yeah. for men and women and to just be like, yeah. She's, she's okay up there because she's a very good teacher and she has a lot of qualifications. She does, but that's not the point. Right. The point of um, the Bible saying what it says is not because women can't get doctoral, doctoral you know, bachelors of, masters of divinity. And mm-hmm. that's, that's, not, that's never been the point of it. The point is that, that this is not the way God set it up because for, for a reason, yeah. you know, because it's better for the church and for society to have the roles as God has made them, it's going to be better as a, not just as a whole, but, you know, down to the specifics. Like in every situation, when we follow God's ways and his principles, 
you can take a drink. Um, it's better for us as a church, and it's better for society. Yeah, and we have amen. to we have to trust God in that. <clears throat> and if your response is like, I wrote, I wrote down here, like like there could be there could be a heart issue here for for the women. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Sure. I feel I, I don't want to offend anybody, but you know why can't I do this too? I'm mm-hmm. just as good as you know, I'm better than my pastor. I'm better. I could do that. That you know I'm more. I know the word better. You know. That, but that's not your role. That's not how God, unless you can interpret that passage differently than, and, and, and better. The problem with that argument is that you're arguing with Paul and with how God has set it up. Right. And one of the problems with that is, like you said, Paul brings up Adam and Eve. This is not, you know, well, culturally in Ephesus, they were having these issues with women. You know, or the women back then, they were treated as second class. No, no, Paul's saying, like, just like Adam and Eve, he goes back to creation. Before the fall, even, this is the way that God set it up. So we should see that God has also set up his church in the same way for a reason. And um, that's one, one of the issues with all of liberal theology and liberal um, politics is you bring up the postmodern argument which is, well, that's just your interpretation. There are smart people on both sides. Mm -hmm. People um, have interpreted this passage different ways, right? That is not our final authority. Our final authority is scripture is clear and can be understood. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, go ahead and throw out the whole Christian faith because people have interpreted every passage differently. So you could say that about anything. But the question is, is scripture clear enough on this topic? If it's not clear enough, you should be studying it until you understand what, mm-hmm. it's, what it is saying. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, Scripture is not clear enough for this. What else is it not clear on? Sure. You know, oh, it's clear enough on homosexuality. Well, it's the same issues for this, sure. for these passages too. That's why I really do like this article because it goes into really all of the objections that people raise about it. You know, we talked about the, the cultural one. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not cultural when Paul says this is— Adam and Eve. So this is a principle throughout all of how God has set up. This is not just contextual to that context. Right. Um, so if you're trying to get around that, you know, I can see, I could see people, and we have seen it in, you know, the liberal theologians who are looking at all of these passages and they're just looking for a way around it right off the bat. And that should be a red flag. You know, why, why are you trying to get around it? Why not first take it for what it, it seems to be clearly saying? Um, and then once you see the reasons for it, that they're trying to get around it, let's really look at it for um, the truth of what it's saying and come to the conclusion that there is one truth to yeah. this. We yeah. cannot be like up in the air on they're stuff like this. Right. They're not. And I will say, this is one thing I was looking up. Like, does Joyce Meyer have anything to say on these passages? Mm-hmm. I mean, if she, she's obviously studied them, and she obviously thinks that it's okay for her to be a pastor. Um, so so she, can't, she can't be... Well, let's look at some of the things that she says. Because I think one of the main things that she says about this when she's talking about... Um, or when Scripture says, I don't, don't permit a woman to teach mm-hmm. or to have authority over a man... So she says, Lord, I'm not interested in having authority over any other person, but I do want the confidence that comes from me having authority of your word working in and through my life. So that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't want to have authority over a man, but I just want to preach the word. Mm. The problem with that is it doesn't just say having authority in terms of like being, I'm an authority over you. Um, It says teach. You're not permitted to teach in the church or have authority over a man. And in that sense, the the passage is talking about the context of the local church giving the message, giving the preaching. Uh, And in that sense, when Paul says having authority over a man, that's what it's talking about. It's not saying in terms of like a domineering, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of a way. Um, So so I think it's just misinterpreting that passage pretty plainly, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, and again, it's not it's not just that passage. There are a host of other other passages too. 
So yeah. Well, and then the second um, objection is that Paul uh, only restricted the women of Ephesus from teaching men. And, and when he was writing to Timothy, he was in Ephesus. And, uh, and because Ephesus was known for its temple to Artemis, mm-hmm. and which women were, you know, the authorities in that branch of paganism. So um, at least that's how that theory is. And then... Yeah, we mentioned that. Yeah. Did you mention it? Well, we mentioned, but, but Paul doesn't say only in Ephesus. He says, right. he goes back to Adam and Eve. That was just the second one to the cultural, you know, mm-hmm. just a cultural aspect, you know, a broad cultural aspect. This is a little more specific. Um, and, uh, and then a th- another objection, I just wanted to touch on the objection. Yeah, yeah. No, so we understood. Good, good. The third objection is that Paul is only referring to husbands and wives, not men and women in general. Yeah. And, and that, that doesn't fly either because mm-hmm. the same words are used where it says, um, in, uh, let's see, in eight, uh, yeah. verses eight and 10 in Timothy, mm-hmm. let me turn back to that. <clears throat> so I can read that here. Yeah. And for all of these things are what, um, our foundation and our resting place for our beliefs is in the exegesis and consistency of God's word. That's the only place that we can get and the way that, that we can get our beliefs from. And so when we're talking about like, well, in the Greek, it says this, we're not trying to be like stuffy, like, right. oh, the Greek or whatever. We're, we're trying to say that argument is inconsistent with how language is interpreted in any context because the bible is not like a magic book in that sense where it's where it says this word but well you could read it that like no actually words have meaning and so when we say men and women we know what we're talking about and when we're using that term in the context of this passage where it already talks about that same word the way that you would exegete which just means accurately consistently understanding what's being said um, there is only one way of interpreting it. Yeah, you know. So, and this is <clears throat> on the in verse eight. You know, so so the the uh, the answer to this argument is what you're saying. You know, they're saying, well, it means husbands and wives, because well, you can read could mean, you could yeah. read those words to mean husbands and wives, mm-hmm. and uh, but you would have to have that in the context. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for that, there's prior to that. In verse 8, it says, I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control. And it's like, well, does that like, let's switch those words to husbands and wives. wives. So only husbands should be praying (laughs) and uh, lifting up holy hands. And and only married women should be modest, right? You know, so right. it's like it doesn't yeah. really fly in context. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, so that's an that is men should pray, Jamie, huh? Yeah, yeah, that's definitely something that I feel. Um, I feel that that verse is so important mm-hmm. for us to get a hold of. We talked about it a bit tonight. It's kind of a little bit of a digression, mm-hmm. but uh, but I think it's so important. You know, as men of the church, you know, that's a call to us Mm -hmm. and we should be doing it. Um, We should be leading in those kind of things, Mm -hmm. you know, and what do we see in in the majority of the church? In our church. We see the women, you know, meeting and not to say anything bad about that. I mean, that's awesome that they're doing it and uh, and the Lord will work through that. Mm -hmm. But where are the men? Mm -hmm. You know, where are we? You know, are we are we getting together and praying together? Mm-hmm. Are we lifting up holy hands? Are we doing these things? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> are we even having that consistent prayer life by ourselves? I know I drop the ball. Mm-hmm. I get so caught up in what I'm right, doing. Right. I understand that, you know, but... Which is a problem that men tend to yeah, have, too. Yeah. Maybe that's why this passage is here. But it, To but, tell us, hey, men, don't forget about yeah. prayer, which <clears throat> is how... As Spurgeon says, we ring the bell to God's ears, telling him we need help, you know. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we just had... That's super important. We just had two testimonies from the prayer group. Mm-hmm. Linda gave one today of um, someone who was healed 
by consistent prayer. And then my mom gave one um, who's in the prayer group as well. Uh, you might know her as Jenny from all of our comments. Um, excellent insights. Yeah, amen. Yeah, she's great. <laughs> but um, another testimony of someone who, through the consistent, fervent prayer of that ministry, is God is working through it, mm-hmm. you know? And God works and answers our prayers, you know? Amen. But yeah. we don't see it all the time or whatever, and so we, you know, we drop the ball on that. And we are so focused on getting the job done and whatever, you know, that we miss the most important thing, which is getting before the Lord and um, having that relationship with yep. Him, you know? For sure. So, come on, guys. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, let's go. <clears throat> so if anybody wants to start a prayer group, for the man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't make Jamie do another ministry. <clears throat> Let's go. Come on. Step up. Do it. All right. I think it's time for me to uh, offend everybody now. Yeah. Because I thought about this. <laughs> I thought about this passage, and um, I think it does. St- I, I didn't. Another I know. passage out of context. I know. That's yeah. Hey, you can do all things through a, con- uh, a, a verse script, a taken verse. out of context. Yeah, a verse <laughs> taken out of context. <laughs> Um, but I think it does speak to a problem when women are in a role that men are called to be in, mm-hmm. just as if men were in a role that women are meant to be in. There's a problem there. And in uh, Isaiah 3, this is pronouncing judgment on Jerusalem and Judah. And why is there judgment coming on them? Here's one of the reasons in Isaiah 3, um, 10 and on. Tell the righteous it'll be well with them, for they enjoy the fruit of their deeds. But woe to the wicked. Disaster is upon them. They will be paid back for what their hands have done. Youths oppress my people. Women women rule over them. My people, your guides lead you astray, and they turn you from the path. And then it says the Lord enters mm-hmm. into judgment. It's like the men are not doing what they're called to do. And so the young people and the women are ruling when that's not what their job is supposed yeah. to be. And so... God says, this is not good. And then even the women says in verse 16, the Lord says, the women of Zion are haughty, walking with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes. Like nobody's doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not in their correct roles that God has for them. Um, And so the Lord is bringing judgment for that. So when we see a woman like Joyce Meyer preaching and in leadership, it's like this, there's something that is, that is off there, you know? Um, and she shouldn't have to do that, you know? There should be, she should do that for the women. That's probably why there is a lot of women there. Yeah. She should be teaching, and she's, she's almost following scripture un, unwillingly. Well, she should be. I, 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 this is the one thing that I'm not sure of. Like, is she under authority mm-hmm. in the church? Mm-hmm. Like, what church is she part of? Right, right. Is she the authority in the church yeah. or part of the authority in the church? Or is she under authority in the church? Mm-hmm. And... You know, and and that would be a good that would be a good place place to be. You know, to be able yeah. to to have kind of a, you know, have it be a that woman's mm-hmm. kind of ministry. Yeah. I mean, eighty five percent of the people yeah, there are women. women. Yeah. So, like, like I was saying, she's kind of unwitt- unwillingly fulfilling scripture because scripture says that the older women should teach the women and the children. So, um, and and I think. You know, maybe there's a reason that women are going to flock to Joyce Meyer mm-hmm. for teaching because she's a woman. This isn't. This is not a bad thing. Sure. There's no problem no, with that. No, that's, that's actually great, a correct actually. role for that. We have um, awesome women in our church who lead women's ministry and they're doing everything that they're called to do, and it's fruitful and it's and and it's and it's proper too. But we shouldn't make something that is proper and be like, well, she's such a good teacher, so. She should be the head pastor. Right. That's where no, there are there are boundaries sure. for for a reason, and that would be an improper jump to where that's not fulfilling what her role is. Then. Right. Yeah. No, I agree. I think that's great. I just had in um in uh, other passages where it talks about um, elders that should be able to teach. Sure. It always is talking about Timothy Titus. And- yeah. It always talks about men um, having um, the husband of one wife. You know, we're all, so we're, we're obviously talking about men. There are women deacons right. in the church. Phoebe, uh, it mentions in the Priscilla and Phoebe mm-hmm. in the um, in the article there, 
and there's nothing wrong with that, but it doesn't say that deacons should be able to teach. Right. That's not their role in the right. church. So Elders. He, yeah. But for elders, <clears throat> there it, there's no qualifications for a woman elder in the Bible. Right. But there, there only is for men. And so unless you're going beyond what Scripture says, which should tell you something. An argument from silence. Yeah. 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 So... Yeah, very cool. <laughs> and Paul also says, uh, you know, as in all the churches, women should keep silent. In them. So, again, it's not just for that one. Right. You just can't get away from it. You know, the, as in all the churches. Yeah. This is how the church was set up to be. Yeah, you for know? good reason. Yeah, exactly. And it's not, and it's not a, a misogynistic or... No, patriarchal. Uh, yeah, no, no bad reasoning for this. The world it's may not, call it that. Because we want... The world know. might call it that. Yeah. You know, they might say that, but... We want to lord it over you, you know? No. <laughs> That's no. not what it is at all. And, and again, I, to to I totally agree knowledge. that I'm sure there's women that are better teachers oh, than, no yeah. than men, but that's not the issue at all. The issue is what has God said right. about the roles of men and women, you know? That's why I call Jamie the literal pastor, because it's kind of an inside joke about what we say when it's like, I literally had the worst day ever. <laughs> it's like, mm. <laughs> you mean very, very figuratively. Well, she says it right yeah. in, in there. It's <laughs> great. It's like, God literally <laughs> says this, and then she gives a figurative definition. No, she said, I wrote it down. Or something. What is it? She said, um, God literally says, well, not literally. He doesn't put it in these words. But and I'm like, okay, that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> he literally says it, but not in these words. Wait. So you mean he? I'm paraphrasing what the Bible says. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that's what that means. Yeah. All, All right. right. So well, thank you for for uh, watching it. Yeah. And uh, like we said before, you know, um, if you like this material. Mm -hmm. Hit the thumbs up. If you don't like it, hit the thumbs down twice. Amen. And uh, if you have anything to say about it, leave it a comment mm -hmm. for us. And uh, give us some ideas, too, of mm -hmm. some stuff you'd like us to, to touch on. And hopefully, you know, we can, you know, we can do a good job bringing some good material for you. And um, mm -hmm. also go to Freedom Church NJ and, uh, and uh, subscribe. subscribe. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of great teaching on there. Mm -hmm. You know, Pastor Steve's a great teacher, so mm -hmm. um, so it's good stuff. And Born Again Baking. And Born Again Baking. Dot yes. CC10. CC10 is the, the code to mm -hmm. get 10% off on whatever you order. Mm -hmm. Friends of Today's Choice yeah. org, mm -hmm. And support them also. And, um, and men everywhere, men praying everywhere, yeah. lifting, lifting up, up holy yeah. hands. Let's do it, guys. Yeah. You know, make that, make that, uh, make that a part of your life. Yeah. And be a strong husband who loves the Lord, mm -hmm. who loves his wife. And, uh, and young men who aren't married, remember to, to protect the honor of the, mm -hmm. the girls around you. Yeah, and respect mm -hmm. them. Yep. So, uh, and with that, remember this. Very important. Crucial. Yep. That the gates of hell will not pre prevail against the church of Christ. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Let's keep pushing forward. Let's do St it. Don't give ground. Yeah. Let's stop giving ground yeah. to the enemy. Yep. P Let's go take forward. it, baby. Let's do it. All right. God bless Let's you Just guys. keep going. Just keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace out. <laughs>